0: MLB Network's Greg Amzinger joins us as he does every Thursday on Karaker, Smallman, and Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. He's on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing?
1: Hey, good morning. Uh, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Uh, maybe it's the Marlins getting Abascal, Garcia, and Joey Wendell. Uh, what, 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 what do you want to talk about this morning?
0: Marlins are actually, you know, if they go out and get <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, they can do. They can pitch, man. They just need to put together a lineup.
1: Uh, thanks for playing along, Randy. I always <laughs> appreciate you, man. You're a great teammate. You really are. Uh, no, it's obvious uh, what, what we're all going to talk about. It's what the, the sports world's talking about. I was on last night uh, for two hours leading up to the deadline and then after the deadline, and, and we're in it. And buckle up because this, this could be for a while. That's uh, basically what we're all expecting.
2: Which one of the issues at hand here, Greg, do you think might be the biggest sticking point between the players and the owners?
1: Uh, You know, speculating uh, regarding a negotiation inside a room that I don't get to be privy to those conversations, I I don't want to speculate. But based on five years ago doing the show and sitting with Tom Verducci when we were breaking the news that there was this new collectively bargained agreement, we were looking at the details, and one that jumped off the page to us was the draft compensation connected to free agency. I couldn't believe that it, that was still there. And, and and now, when you're seeing proposals from the league where they are throwing that in there, saying, "Hey, we will take the draft compensation away from free agency to make you a free agent actually free." When they when they're just proposing these things uh, to get a conversation started. It makes me wonder, and I, I'm going to keep coming back to six years of service time before free agency, six years of control. And, and this is something that was collectively bargained back in 1976. Uh, the league's stance on that, uh, we've heard from many people, is that, yeah, you know, look, the sport's changed since 1976, and, and careers are getting shorter. and the way we're uh, using players and, and manipulating free agency, whether or not a team's ready to win right now. So we'll hold a player uh, in, in the minor leagues, even though he might be ready talent-wise to compete at the big league level. Is, uh, it could be a, a major sticking point. Uh, I, I do know that it's a non-starter for the league. that the, They are keeping that, and they believe it's important for competitive balance. To have six years of control, and uh, that could be one of the major sticking points because, remember, they met twice yesterday in Dallas, the two sides, the Players Association and the league. First time, uh, it was 45 minutes, and the second time they got together, it was just seven. So I I, I don't think that the the, the league is upset because the the union is upset with the entire alphabet. Uh, I think they're annoyed that the first letter of the alphabet, which we're not even hearing about, B, C, D, and F, uh is is a sticking point that is a non-starter so uh the 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 union is is steadfast and they are upset with what they think is not fair about the collective bargaining agreement that that expired last night at midnight and and they're trying to make changes to it i don't know if this is the approach that's going to work but we're all about to find out
0: and greg i i try to compare apples to apples here In basketball and in hockey and in football, players become free agents after four years. Unless you're a first-rounder in the NFL, then it's five. And the other part of of baseball is that not only is it six years of major league service before you become a free agent, but it's six years of ownership at the minor league level, too. A team could draft a player, and theoretically, a a college senior, he could be drafted at 22, six years in the minors, six years in the majors. He's got 12 years, and he's 34 before he gets the the chance to choose where he plays.
1: You're absolutely right. Now, on the other side of that, if you were to ask the union, all right, you know what? You guys are right. This sucks. We will literally take any other collective bargaining agreement from any other sport and implement it today. We'll we'll, we'll crumble up what you have, and we will implement the NBAs or the NFLs or the NHLs, word for word, everything, every rule they have. We will implement it right now. Do you want that? And the union would say, hell no,
2: no, Mm -hmm. no, no.
1: We don't want a salary cap. We're the only sport that has no limitations on contract length. The the size of a contract, ask Mike Trout, could be over $400 million. And guess what? It's all guaranteed. We just saw eight of the largest contracts in the history of the sport get signed in, in a month leading up to this, this deadline. So, The union would not want any other major American sports leagues contract. They would not want any of those. It's the best deal, but the other leagues don't have 162 games. Uh, It is not the same, and you're going to see these two very passionate approaches eventually collide for a long period of time when they actually last longer than seven minutes in 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 a boardroom.
2: You know, Greg, uh, I'm curious about a couple of things. I would assume, this, and again, this is my assumption, and, and maybe you have information on this, that uh, from during the lockout, if you wanted to hear from John Mosellock, let's say here in St. Louis, or you want to hear from others, you're not going to be able to do that. So it may be only Bill DeWitt or Bill DeWitt, uh, Bill DeWitt Jr. or Bill DeWitt III that speaks on behalf of clubs. And then secondly, as it pertains to your job, Are you allowed at MLB Network to use player likeness, image, video highlights, and that kind of thing uh, moving forward?
1: No, uh, that's a great question. Uh, The show that is re-airing right now is a show that I I did live uh, from midnight Eastern to 1 a.m. Eastern uh, after the deadline passed. Now, it looks very different uh, than the show that I did the hour prior to that, prior to the expiration of the CBA. Uh, we are not allowed to use any images of major league players uh, we can't even use a headshot of a major league player um uh, we can't use a starting lineup of a major league player so Curry. let me
2: let me ask you this thing could you go to you know a lot of tv stations as you well know will subscribe to say uh, i'm just going to throw it out there like a usa today image and they, they, you know, you, you, you pay X amount of dollars and you get access to, you know, images. And it could be Major League players. And even though you pay for that, you still would not be able to use that?
1: Nope. Not wow. at all. Yeah. This is what we're dealing with. So as a, a network that is built around Major League Baseball players, when you watch MLB Network, think of all of the promos that have all the stars of the game. Those have all been pulled. Uh, so the show that's re-airing right now, you will not see a player's image or likeness at all uh, during the studio show. That I'm doing another show today.
2: You're going to love that. That's amazing. a lot of FaceTime for you.
0: I was about <laughs> to go there, Dan. You yeah.
2: think alike. You got, and uh, get the God hair going,
0: babe. Bit,
1: yeah, thank God I had a great hair day last mm-hmm. night. And now I yeah, really got to focus when I'm working the co-op uh, today going into work. So uh, it's a little different focus for me, but I, I think, The fans and the viewers would prefer to see Marcus Simeon's face and prefer to see Marcus Stroman's highlights. But, uh, yeah, no breakdown tapes. You're not going to see any video of anybody. Uh, And yet we still have graphics built walking you through contracts. You just can't see the face of any of these players that we're talking about.
2: Mm. Greg, I think you're selling your hair short, but we'll save that conversation for another day. Greg, you know, all the money that these players and owners are fighting over exists because the fans love the game. And it really bothers me that it seems like the fans are not even considered in this at all.
1: Yeah, it's tough because fans, if they want a quick, happy fix, then that kind of falls at the feet of the players. And it's easy to demonize a side. What what I can tell you, I've been having. I'm a, I'm a bunch of group chat text messages with all my college buddies, which never ends well. <laughs> and, and I know it <laughs> doesn't. And, and and they get all upset. And it's always directed at the players. Like oh, we got a bunch of millionaires yelling at a bunch of billionaires, and it's terrible. And I'm like, you know, but everything's relative. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you could be a thousandaire and you're yelling at your boss, who might be a millionaire in your walk of life, or you you might have somebody that 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 works for you at your home, and they're they're arguing with you about a raise over a couple hundred dollars, and you're a you know a six figure heir. You know, everything's relative, and I get it. It's hard to listen to a, a, a labor stoppage between millionaires and billionaires. I I, I understand that. But from the union's perspective, this isn't about Max Scherzer not making enough money. For for goodness sakes, you got a three-year deal for $130 million from the Mets. He's one of the player reps. They're looking at this from the foundation of a baseball player's professional career. And and there are many nuances to that. They, They want there to be fairness. They look at this from the eyes of Adley Rushman, for example, who's the former number one pick um out of oregon state one of the most talented players we've seen oh wait a minute we haven't seen him in the big leagues why because the baltimore orioles aren't ready to win right now so they've kept this talent that should be already in the big leagues in the minor leagues because why start his six-year clock when the orioles are still two to three years away from competing every side both of these sides want the sport to be more competitive it's great. You have four teams that won over 100 games, but it's also a bad thing. You have four teams that have lost over 100 games. You, there, there's a middle ground, and the two sides are disagreeing as to how to get the most competitive product on the field. That is the crux of this. And if you're a fan of the game, it's not just about the money. I, I know it sounds like it is, but it's not just about the money. It's it's the way we go about making this sport the best version of itself and i'll say this i believe the only way anything like this gets done properly is if everyone that works in the sport works for the league is tied to this sport is a true caretaker of it and and that goes from the commissioner of baseball to all the owners and to all the players the player reps and and and, uh, bruce myers the lead negotiator tony clark the executive director of the players association it's bigger than one person. It's bigger than winning a negotiation. you got to care about the health of the sport. And I think everyone tied to this understands that a lockout is fine. It, we're not missing any games yet. But we cannot miss real estate of the regular season. And that, if that were to happen, then, Michelle, then, yes, let, let's talk about how the fans are getting screwed. Absolutely. But as of right now, that's not happening. These two sides are disagreeing about details of a contract. That happens in all walks of life, and in, unless we're missing time in, in the regular season, the fans seem to sit back and, and do what they normally do when we're in the month of November, December, January, and that's not watch baseball but pay attention to what's going on in the off season.
2: Greg, with all due respect, it's about the money on both sides, and I would love to think that there are caretakers of the game that are in these rooms negotiating and saying, hey, are we thinking about 10 years, 20 years down the line and what we need to do for our fans? I would love to think that. But at the end of the day, the end of the, re- the, the, the negotiations that are going on, it is all about the money, Period.
1: Well wait a minute. So you're saying that the union's upset that what only one point seven billion dollars were spent in the month of November leading up to the, the expiration of this collective bargaining agreement. No, no, no. It's gonna
2: be over it's gonna be over two billion by the time this happens. So we're gonna you're have right. we're gonna have the greatest free agent spending spree in terms right. of money spent. Um but I think what I'm what my point is what I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, with all these people coming together, the fight—yeah—you may have little nuances here or there, but the fight is how to split the pie, which is the money. And uh, I, I just, man, I just hope cooler heads prevail and understand that that's—you know—we do need to have caretakers of the game in there. I'd like to think that there are, but man, at this point, I—I I have to wonder.
1: Listen, there are 33 players that make up 51 percent of all the salaries that are doled out in Major League Baseball. Incredible. There are 33 players. The 51% is fine. The union's okay with that. Those are the faces of the game. And it's kind of always been that way. It's top heavy. But the haves and the have-nots is where fans have a hard time, you know, uh, understanding this. It, the you know the Major League minimum is over $500,000. If you're sitting around driving and listening to this right now, you want to think anti-union, anti-player. Well, that's a lot of money if you're not an established big leaguer. Well, no one's asking the other side how much profit they're taking home. It's all public record as to how much these players get. And, and, and the players are hearing numbers. They're hearing information from their side, which they have every right to do. But this whole thing comes down to the 49%. Yep. The 49%. Those are many, 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 many more human beings. And if the 49%, the, all of their salaries go up dramatically. And now Juan Soto is a free agent after four years instead of six years. And you're, you're wondering, wait a minute, this, is this good for the sport where we can't have the faces of the game connected to the team they came up with? Not every story is going to end up like Wander Franco. And maybe Wander Franco doesn't sign that 11-year contract extension with the Rays if he's only four or three more years away from free agency. So is this good for the game? If some of these smaller markets are unable to keep the players that they have, both sides of the argument have valid points. It's hard. To, I, I just don't want people demonizing either side. This is what happens. I mean, Dan, you've had a contract negotiation. All everyone on this radio interview right now, they've all had. A,
2: we've all had a contract negotiation. Lost it's them all.
1: Not pretty. It's,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not pretty. As you can here,
2: right there, folks. That's why we get up at 5 in the morning to do morning radio. I mean, come on, Greg. <laughs> we lost. You need
1: a better agent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, need call, you need to call Bruce Meyer. Let him, he's got bigger fish to yeah. fry right now. But call Bruce Meyer, and yeah. he'll, be, he'll represent you happily. But this is what happens, folks. Negotiations get ugly. It just seems to be the case all the time. And I got to tell you, five years ago, when Tom Verducci and I were live after the CBA was agreed upon, we looked at each other and were like, "What? Well, you know what? The, the owners may have may walk away smiling, but five years from now, I think the sport's going to be frowning." And, and that really did come to fruition. Okay,
0: yeah. Greg, uh, I'm going to give you one minute here, but I, I want to do one one fun thing. The best player that didn't sign before this lockout is Carlos Correa. Mo yep. gets a burner phone, texts Yadi, says, "Hey, Yadi, Freddie Freeman's pretty good. Work." Yeah, he is pretty good. Uh, hey, Yadi, work Correa. Tell him that we're coming after him after the lockout. If everything else is equal, how badly does Carlos Correa want to play with his countryman, Yadi or Molina?
1: First off, you make John Moselec sound out to be like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Totally, right? yep. like yeah. <laughs> Burn phone for <laughs> the folks at home. This cannot happen if that were to happen. <laughs> Major no. penalties and fines. John Moselec might be run out of the game. You're not allowed communicate with any big leaguer during this lockout it's a burner phone but (laughs) playing your game because i I love getting creative like you do randy uh i i think i i I personally viewed carlos correa's free agency this way i think there's one team and you're going to be blown away when i say it and it to me it's a no-brainer i think it's the new york mets no one's connected carlos correa to the mets steve cohen is he's done playing along with sandy alderson you know watching how much money we spend and let's hold back let's not get jt real mudo james mccann's a better option no plan b's don't work so he's after it now he what we saw from the max scherzer deal he wants to win a world series and carlos correa openly said he would love to he'll play third base even though he won a gold glove at short he's not going to do that for xander bogart's Okay, But his buddy Francisco Lindor, who was the starting shortstop for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic, he could slide right over to third base. Let's also keep in mind the Mets don't have a manager yet. They had a guy at a press conference that was their manager, and so that fell apart because of a scandal. That was Carlos Beltran that was also part of that Team Puerto Rico club who Carlos Correa and Francisco Lindor idolized. Uh, I still think Beltran becomes the manager of the team. When we saw Alex Cora and A.J. Hinch come back to the game and no one talks about it anymore, uh, I think Correa plays third base. I, Francisco Lindor did not like turning double plays with Jeff McNeil. I think Escobar goes to second. McNeil becomes the DH because that's going to be in play, I believe, after the CBA eventually gets agreed upon. But I, 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 I could see the Cardinals doing Trevor's story at short more than Carlos Correa because after Corey Seager got $325 million, Carlos Correa is not agreeing to any deal unless it begins with a three and the Cardinals aren't going that deep.
0: All right, good call. Greg, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great day. And uh, I guess you'll have at least some time to get out and uh, on a an nice day, hit the ball <laughs> around, right?
1: Yeah, but knowing me, my luck for the next three months, however <laughs> long this lasts, it'll be it'll be snow on the ground. I just can visualize. I visualize that. So, uh, fingers crossed. I just got to bring one really, two good really hair days tonight and Sunday. <laughs> uh, we have a, a Hall of Fame show, with Bob Casas. So, uh, that's my focus right now, Randy. All
0: right, we'll be tuned in. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right, take care, yep. guys. This is the story
1: of the one.